The songwriter said, my soul cries out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. I'm blessed tonight. I don't deserve it, but I'm blessed. Amen. I don't deserve it, but I'm blessed. When I think about what I have and where I am, I am blessed. Amen. How many of you met your spouse in the church? All right. How many of you grew up in the church? We ought to be acting a little more Pentecostal than we are tonight. I can tell you that right now. Amen, amen. Come on, I want you to clap your hands like you mean it. Oh, hallelujah. I'm blessed tonight. I'm blessed tonight. I'm blessed tonight. I'm blessed tonight. Everything that I have in my life is a benefit and an outcome of my connection to the church. Everything that is in my life right now that is worthwhile is a direct result of my connection to the church. Amen. I'm saying it again. Everything that I have tonight, whether I was in the ministry or not, wouldn't, doesn't have anything to do with it. Everything in my life right now is a benefit of my connection to the church. Oh, somebody ought to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm blessed. My cup is full and running over, and it certainly is tonight. I, I am filled with gratitude and thanksgiving for the goodness of the Lord. Amen. I never cease to be amazed at His goodness and His mercy. Amen. His goodness and His mercy. What a blessing to be in the house of God tonight and to be able to worship the Lord. I, I, I know that we do this all the time and so uh, sometimes we do a better job at it than others. But I hope that we never get to the place where we ever take church for granted. Amen. We never get to the place where it becomes just routine and go through our little ritual and then... Once we've done our catechism, we can go home. <laughs> Amen. I, I want to do more than just go through a formality. I, I want to be able to reach out and touch God, and I want God to be able to reach out and touch me. Amen. Let's love Him together right now. Lord, we praise You. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, Lord, You have blessed us. You have blessed us tonight, Lord, far more than we deserve. More than we deserve, Lord, you have kept your hand upon us. Lord, I can't, when I think of the goodness of the Lord, when I think of all that you've done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. One of the great heroes of faith that is mentioned in Hebrews 11 is a man by the name of Enoch. Enoch lived after Moses or after Noah, after Adam. I'll get it right here in a moment. And the Bible says very little about him other than that he walked with God. Amen. He walked with God.
And because he walked with God, there came a day when the Lord said, You know what? I want you to walk here with me. You've walked there with me. I want you to walk here with me. And Scripture says he was not because God took him. When I was praying the other day, I was overwhelmed with that verse of Scripture. Lord, I, I I don't want to be remembered as a great preacher. I don't want to be remembered as a wealthy man. I don't want people to remember me for my possessions. I don't want them to remember me for my wit or my charm. I don't want them to remember me for any of my natural abilities or talents. If anybody remembers me, I want them to remember me as they remembered Enoch. He was a man who walked with God. Amen. That's what I want to do is walk with God. And to walk with God means you have to find out where he's going and get in step with him. And I have discovered that many times God is not going where I want to go. And so I constantly am in need of prayer and constantly in need of his help. Tonight again, I need him more than I need anything else. 2 Samuel chapter 23. I'm going to read beginning with verse number 1. 2 Samuel chapter 23 and verse number 1. Everybody said, Amen. 2 Samuel chapter 23 and verse number 1. And I'll get it here in just a moment. Praise God. Then they told David, saying, Behold, the Philistines. Well, I'm still not in the right book. Second Samuel chapter 23. This is right. Now these be the last words of David. David, the son of Jesse, said, And the man who was raised up on high, the the anointed of the God of Jacob and the sweet psalmist of Israel said, The Spirit of the Lord spake by me, and his word was in my tongue. And the God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spake to me, He that ruleth over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. And he shall be as the light of the morning when the sun riseth, even a morning without clouds. As the tender grass springing up or springing out of the earth by clear shining after rain. Although my house be not so with God, yet he hath made with me an everlasting covenant, ordered in all things and sure. For this is all my salvation and all my desire, although he make it not to grow. But the sons of Belial, everybody say the sons of Belial, be all of them as thorns thrust away, because they cannot be taken with hands. But the man that shall touch them must be fenced with iron, and the staff of a spear, and they shall be utterly 
burned with fire in the same place. Verse number 6, But the sons of Belial shall be all of them as thorns thrust away, because they cannot be, be taken with hand. But the man that shall touch them must be fenced with iron. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I ask your attention for just a few moments. I share with you my heart tonight. These are the last words of a great and mighty man that we have often spoken about. David, the poet king, the man who alone by his word gives us many, many psalms out of the book of Psalms. He is full of years and he has come to his departure. And in these closing moments of his life, as he lays on his deathbed, he gives his last words of blessing and his last words of instruction to his people. He speaks very frankly, but he speaks very clearly about what God had promised and what God had spoken. And as David looked toward the future of his people, when he looked toward what was coming down the road, he reviewed some of the things that his people would face in days to come. And what he sees stirs his imagination and it stirs his poetic tongue to make a statement that I believe should be spoken to us tonight. David saw before him a future for his people, but he saw a future that was full of challenges. His descendants were going to face things that he had not even had to face. And they were going to deal with things that he himself had not had to deal with. They were going to face in their future situations and spirits and battles and an enemy in defending and preserving their heritage. They were going to have to face situations that were particular to them. In particular, he spoke of the difficult problems that they would have to deal with in casting out what he calls the sons of Belial. The sons of Belial were the sore enemy of God's people. Many believed them to be the Philistines, but whomever they were, they were sworn enemies of God's people. They were, as their name speaks, sons of Belial or sons of a liar. They were deceptive and they were treacherous in their dealings and they actually represented a lying spirit that often attacks God's people and assaults God's purpose in people's lives. But he also saw with this battle that was before them, he, he, he not only saw the enemy that they were facing and this treacherous thing that was going to come against them, he also saw the kind of man or the kind of woman that it would take to face such times as these. The kind of person who could meet and overcome that enemy 
of God's people and God's purpose. And David is calling for soldiers to rise up and confront these Belial spirits, these spirits of wickedness, the brambles that mar and deface God's work and God's purpose, these spirits that mock the onward and upward movement of God's righteousness, the spirits that will try to advance and encroach upon God's property. He said if we are going to advance against them and we are going to overcome them, we're going to have to do it in a certain kind of spirit. He said it will not be easy. It will not be for the faint of heart. There's going to have to be people who have determination in their spirit because the enemy that they face is determined. They will face a spirit with venom and wickedness and he notes that they cannot be taken with hand. They cannot be taken by natural means. But he said the man that shall touch them must be fenced with iron. The Revised Standard Version said that the man that toucheth them must be armed with iron. But the marginal reading in many Bibles, I feel better, expresses the idea of the writer David when it says that the men who handle these sons must have iron in them blood, their blood or they must be filled with iron. They must be men who are filled with iron. David said the only kind of people that will be able to conquer that kind of enemy are men and women who have iron in their blood, who have determination in their spirit, who will not back down or back up. If we are to face the enemy of God and we are going to overcome and be victorious, then we too must be filled with that same kind of spirit. I have come tonight to tell you that the sons of Belial are not all dead, but that deceptive spirit works even today. There must be, though, in our heart and in our purpose a spirit of determination and there must be about us something that will never die and will never give up or that will die before it will flee. A spirit that is determined to stand. I will stand before you tonight and tell you that I would much rather have one pound of iron in a man than all of the iron that a man could hold in his hand to be my fighting companion. I don't care how much weight you can lift. What I want to know is what's in your spirit and what's in your heart tonight. And David prophesied of a time to come. He saw a day. Maybe he saw our day. And the wickedness of our day. And the believing or the unbelieving spirit of our day. And he said the only way to face that kind of spirit. And the only way to deal with that kind of attitude. Is going to be with men who have iron in their blood. Men and women who are filled with iron. 
if we're going to deal with the spirit of this age. I am convinced tonight that it's going to take people with iron in their blood. People who are not afraid, nor ashamed, nor embarrassed to take a stand for what is right and what is upright. Hallelujah. If we're going to face the spirits of Belial in our day, then we too are going to be armed with iron. It is interesting to note that on the heels of that pronouncement, David went immediately in to a dialogue about his mighty men. And there we are introduced to men that their names have not been etched in stone in any great place but they are mighty men nonetheless. Adino the Ezanite. There was another man by the name of Eleazar and another by the name of Shaman. Adino, the Bible said, lifted up his sword and he drove off 800 of God's enemies. Eleazar was a man who went to battle not only for his country and for his people but for his family. And he fought so long that his sword claved to his hand. But oh, I love to preach about Shama because all Shama had was a hoe in his hand. He was out in the middle of a pea patch trying to make a living for himself and his family when the Philistines came in and something rose up inside of him everybody else turned to run but Shama said no not me I'm not leaving my pea patch and he took that hoe and he defended and he stood his ground and the Bible said God gave him a great victory I like men with that kind of spirit in them. But even though they may only be armed with a hoe, they said, this is mine. This belongs to me. And I am not willing to let it go nor give it up. I have come to preach to Greater Life Church tonight that we need men and women with iron in their blood. We need elders with iron in their blood. We need young couples with iron in their blood. We need young people with iron in their blood. People who have guts. People who have courage. People who are not afraid to stand up and say, this is what I am. This is what I believe. This is where I stand. This is what we are. I'm not ashamed to be called a child of God nor a Christian. We need people who will stand and say, I'm not ashamed to be what I am. I'm not ashamed of the holiness of God. I'm not ashamed of separation from the world. I'm not ashamed of those things that men call righteousness. We need men and women with iron in their blood. It is that holy boldness that was part of the Acts revival. They didn't try to fit in. They weren't concerned that they might be upsetting the, the, the card of religiosity of their day. They were more consumed with taking to the world a gospel that could save them. 
I believe what's wrong with us right now and why we are no more a powerful force in our world than we are is because we're too busy trying to fit in and we've lost that consuming fire of the gospel of Jesus Christ that says this is the best message on the face of the earth. This is more important than Wall Street. This is more important than the stock market. This is more important than anything else you can involve yourself in. I've come to tell you tonight that the besetting sin of our day and this generation is that they will not take a stand for anything. We live in a weak time when political leaders have to check the opinion polls before they make an official statement. We live in times when people would rather switch than fight. When I was a kid, and I don't promote smoking, but there was a cigarette commercial. And it showed a woman with a black eye. And the, the caption under it was, I would rather fight than switch. Well, I want to steal something from the tobacco industry tonight and say we need that kind of spirit back in the church. We need that kind of spirit back in God's people to face the enemy of our day and to face the spirits of Belial that are loose in our time. It's going to take men and women with iron in their blood, with iron in their spirit, with a determination in their heart and life. We live in a time when people look at situations in such an odd and peculiar way. If you don't think we're sick, look at our time. People will march on Washington for gay rights or dog rights or some kind of animal rights. But they will turn their head when millions and millions of babies are aborted every day in our nation and in our world. We will picket and march and we will protest over animal rights. But we are ashamed to stand up and stand for something that is morally right. I'm telling you what we need tonight is a baptism of fire. We need a baptism of iron. We need something to get down in our gut that said, you know what? This is what I am. This is what I'm going to be. This is where I'm going to stand. I'm not backing up for anybody. Hallelujah. 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 We have on our hands a generation that is better equipped and better educated and better provided for than ever before. But have neither the power nor the strength to stand up and separate themselves from the world. They have no grit, no backbone, no iron in their blood to fight for what is right. I've heard it until I am sick of hearing it. I heard it just this past week. Brother Hughes, we are living in a different day. And it was said in the connotation of changes that people are making and we can't, we can't preach that any longer. And we can't say that anymore. We live in a different day. And I got to thinking about that. What's different about today than when I was growing up? What's different about today than when you were growing up as an elder in the church? I want to tell you what's different about today. 
We are, and I'm not here to backhand anybody. I'm just here to tell you. The only thing different about this generation is that there is no one willing to stand up and say, this is what I am. I am Pentecostal. I am apostolic. I am blood-bought. I am spirit-filled. I am what I am by the grace of God, and I am not ashamed of that. We live in a day when people are wanting to be so accepted by the world that we'll do anything to look like them and act like them. What we need is iron in our blood. Amen. The ro- the, what's different about this generation is that they don't have the guts to say what they are. They don't have the guts to tell people where they stand. They want to fit in so desperately that they'll do anything to make sure that the world doesn't look at them as being different or odd. They'll compromise anything just so they fit in. I'm not interested in fitting in. I'm not interested in buying into the cowardice of the day. I want people who have iron in their blood. Oh, I want people who have iron in their spirit. Why do we buy into that lie? Well, it's just not that bad, Brother Hughes. Why do we buy into the lie? Well, it's really not that important anymore. Why do we buy into the lie? That's the spirit of Belial that's loose in our world right now, trying to walk us down and talk us down from our place with God. We don't need to hear that. We need men who have iron in their blood and iron in their spirit and say, you know what? I'm not afraid to take you on. I am what I am by the grace of God, and I'm going to remain to be that. Tell me, tell me, my friend, life before Jesus Christ, was it better than what you're enjoying now I dare say none of you can look me in the face and tell me that life before Jesus Christ was better don't stand here and tell me that the devil was better to you than Jesus Christ has been no way I'm afraid the curse of our day has been that we have made it too easy we've made it too easy you know what there is no brooding hen that has ever facilitated the hatching process of its eggs by pecking at the shell. Amen. The chick inside will get out if it's worth getting out. I said the chick inside that will get out if it's worth getting out. The fact of the matter is part of the strengthening process of that bird is that getting out process. And I don't help that chick by trying to break the shell and making it easy. But that's exactly what we've done for this generation and for our own kids. We've made it so easy for them that now we all are victims of our circumstances and we're victims of our environment. And we need more than anything in this hour some iron in our blood. We need some iron in our blood. The spirit of Belial is certainly alive and well today. And it is a lying spirit, a spirit that tells you that it doesn't take all of that. It doesn't matter if you use that foul language. It doesn't matter if you slip around and cheat it. It doesn't matter if you don't tell the truth. It doesn't matter if you do this or you do that. It doesn't matter if you go against the principles of righteousness. Everybody slips up every now and then. That same spirit that David saw is alive and well tonight. And what we need to face this hour is a church full of people that have iron in their blood. I'm not talking about mean people. 
I'm not talking about hard people. I'm just talking about people that know who they are and say, this is what I am. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of what I am. I am blood-bought. I have been born again of the water and of the Spirit. And I will tell the world that. Amen. This is what the church needs. It's what our community needs. It's what the world needs more than anything else. Is a group of people who have iron in their blood. A generation of men and women who are sold out. On fire. Unashamed. Unafraid. People who will not slink or tiptoe before evil. There is one thing I will promise you tonight. I am not going to tiptoe around evil. I'm not going to, if, if I ever get to that place, I pray God strikes me dead before I ever get to this pulpit. That I ever come to the point in my life where I start calling evil good and good evil. I want to stand for what God has given me to stand for. God will take a man who is willing to stand his ground And he will win a great victory even if he fights with inferior weapons. Even if all you have in your hand is a hoe. If all you have is a rake. But you say, you know what? This is my land. This is my family. These are my children. This is my church. This is my time. God, I'm not going back and I'm not giving up. And I'm not compromising. You know what? It is a different day. I said it is a different day. Let's make it a better day. I said let's make it a better day. Let's turn the tide tonight. I said let's turn the tide. In a world that is steadily compromising. And in a church environment that is steadily losing ground. I wonder if there's anybody in this building that would rise up and say, Brother Hughes... You can count on me. I want iron in my blood. In a world where we are giving up here and there. Let there be some people somewhere that will rise up with iron in their blood. Are there any elders in this building tonight that have iron in their blood? I said, are there any elders in this building tonight that are not ashamed to stand up and say, Brother Hugh, this is what I am. I'm not going back. I wonder if there are any young couples tonight that have any iron in your blood. You'll stand up and say, you know what? I don't care what the rest of the world is doing. I don't care what anybody else is saying. This is what I want my children to know. This is what I want them to experience. This is what I want them to have. I wonder if there's any young people here tonight that have the guts and courage to stand up and brook the tide and say, you know what? This is what I am. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not embarrassed by it. I am proud to be called a child of God. Hallelujah. 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 We need iron in our blood. Paul said, when you've done all that you can do, stand. And then he went on a few more words and then he said, stand. In about three or four verses of scripture, he used that word four or five times, stand. I'm not real smart, but I get the message. Whatever else you do, stand. Whatever else happens, stand. 
Wherever everybody else draws the line, you stand. If everybody else retreats, you stand. If everybody else gives up, you stand. If everybody else turns around and goes home, you stand. If everybody else said it's not worth the fight, you just stay there and you stand. David said, I see a day. And the only way we're going to win the victory is for men to have iron in their blood. They're going to have to have a courage that will buck the tide of this day and buck the spirit of this age that would rather give in than fight, that would rather give up than go on. Amen. Listen to me, folks. I'm not interested in pleasing you. I'm interested in pleasing God. And there's going to be times that I'm going to get on your nerves, sometimes your last nerve. But just let me get on your last nerve. Let me get on that. Let me get on that bandwagon every once in a while. Praise God. Let me get on that and remind you of what kind of people it takes for the day in which we live. Oh, it's a different day. Oh, yeah, I know that. What's different about it is we have a generation of people that are so weak they can't stand up for anything. They're so afraid. To be a child of God. They're doing everything they can to make a child of God look like a child of the devil. Amen. I said amen. That's good preaching, Brother Hughes. Oh, yeah. The spirit of Belial is still working tonight. That lying, deceiving spirit is still in our society. It whispers to you in the morning. To let down here and to give up there. You, you, you know what? You're just fighting a losing battle. I had a father tell me that the other day. He said, you know what, Brother Hughes? I've just decided that this particular issue is not going to be an issue in my family anymore. I'm not going to talk about it. It's just a different day. I looked at him and I thought, what do you mean it's a different day? What's different about it? And then when I got home and got to praying about it, the Lord said, I'll tell you what's different about it. The difference is... This generation is too afraid to stand up and declare who they are. What you need to do is go preach to your people that I want some people who have iron in their blood. I want people that are not ashamed of me. I want people that are not afraid to stand up and say, I'm a child of God. I've been bought with the blood. I've been purchased with a price. And I am what I am by the grace of God. Come on, church family. Would you gather here at this altar with me tonight? And let's worship the Lord as, as we come to the close of this service. Lord, give us men and women, young people and young couples with iron in their blood, with iron in their spirit. Oh, yes, Lord, give us people who have determination in their mind, their heart, their spirit, their mind is set. This is what I am. I'm not ashamed of this. I'm not afraid of this. I'm not going back from this. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, I'm not compromising. I'm not compromising any principle. Oh, yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. 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 Brother Brandon, bring me that youngest one of yours if you don't mind. Amen. I hope he won't. better than it is right now if we'll keep the iron in our blood if we'll keep determining you know what I'm going to keep fighting the good fight of faith 
I'm going to take a stand. I don't care what anybody else does. I don't care if all I've got in my hand is a hoe. I'm going to hack and I'm going to whack. I'm going to swing. I'm going to stand my ground. And when you do, God will give you a victory. God will give you a victory. He will give you victory if you'll just stand your ground. Hallelujah. I want you to reach over and grab somebody by the hand right now. And I want us to pray. God, give us men and women who have iron in their blood. Men and women who have iron in their spirit. Men and women who are filled with iron. Filled with determination. Filled with courage. Filled with confidence. Filled, Lord, with all of the attributes of your spirit. Spirit filled. Holy Ghost filled. Oh God, programs are not going to change people's lives. But the power of your touch will. Professional choirs will not change people, Lord, but your spirit will. God, there's no program that we can institute that can return, that, that, that can restore a broken life like an altar can. Oh God, help us to keep this altar open. Help us to keep this altar clean. Help us to keep this altar pure. Help us to keep this altar always in repair. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I'm going through. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Men with iron in their blood. That's what we need. We need couples that have the courage to stand up and say, you know what, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not acting like that. I'm not wearing that. I'm not talking like that. I'm not being that. We need, we need young couples that have the courage to stand up and say, you know what, I am what I am. I'm going to let the beauty of God's Spirit shine through me. We need men who will stand up and say, you know what, I don't care what everybody else, I don't care if the national polls said that the majority of men cheat on their wives. I'm not cheating on my wife. I don't care if the majority of the polls say that most people cheat their job. We need men in this church that will say, you know what, I'm going to give my employer an honest day's work for an honest day's wage. And even if the wage isn't honest, I'm still going to give him an honest day of work. Yeah, some people say, well, why should I give more? Look at what they pay me. Well, you know what? If you keep living like that, you're going to keep being paid like that. Hey, Shama said, all I've got is a hoe. But I'll whack and hack and swing until every enemy was broken. He demoralized the Philistines with a hoe. Nothing more than a garden tool. And he demoralized his enemy. You know what that tells me? But God tells me that it doesn't matter how inferior you may feel. When you take a stand for right. When you take a stand for righteousness. God said, I'm going to bring a victory into your life that will blow the mind of not only your friends, but your enemy. Amen. Somebody say it with me. Iron in our blood. That's what we need. Iron in our blood. People that will draw a line and say, you know what? I'm not going over that line because that's too close to 
things in the world. That's too close. Say, Brother Houston, why do we have to be so, so strict? We don't have to be. We get to be close to the Lord. Amen. And I'm, saying, I'm thankful for that tonight. Clap your hands and give the Lord praise again. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pray that somehow God will take this message and it will ring in your heart tomorrow morning and tomorrow evening and the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day until it so consumes you that you that's all you think about. Iron in my blood. Iron in my spirit. Amen. There was an old park ranger that drove up one day in the Yellowstone Park area and, and, and observed a couple who evidently and obviously were mesmerized by the beauty of the setting. And after a while, he got out of his vehicle and walked over to where they were, and the man was just awestruck at the beauty of Yellowstone Park, looking at all the vistas in this particular road the views that it gave. And, and he turned to the park ranger and he saw the, the, this badge and he, he said, oh, sir, he said, I want to thank you for, for keeping this road open. I want to thank you for making sure that people could come and see this beautiful sight. And, and the story goes that the old man broke down and tears started falling down his cheeks. He said, oh, son. He said, oh, son. If you think this is pretty, if you think this is beautiful, you ought to see some other places. But he said, years ago, it fell my lot to make decisions, and I closed certain roads into this park. And as he stood there watching that young couple who was mesmerized by what they saw, he said, oh, sir, if you could only see from that road but he said I I regret that I closed that road I don't ever want to come to place in my life where I look at my life and I regret that I closed a road because there's beauty in holiness folks there's beauty that's what the Bible calls it the beauty there's beauty in our separation from the world there's beauty in our walk with God. There's beauty in the righteousness that we allow to come into our life of Jesus Christ and shine. There's beauty in our love. There's beauty in our care and concern for one another. There's beauty. And don't ever let it be said that we close some roads because they were just too hard to navigate. Because there's some sights you're going to see on those roads you won't see anywhere else. Amen. When you try to live close to God, there's things that God will show you that He won't show somebody that's trying to live close to the world. Amen. Praise God. Father, I love you tonight. I thank you for this church family. I thank you, God, for your spirit. I thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for us, for the church that you've given us. Lord, many times I have failed you. Many times I have fallen far below your expectation of me. I know, Lord, that there have been many times that I have disappointed you. But, oh, tonight, God, I come 
humbly before you. And I come, Lord, asking that you would help me. Strengthen me, Lord. Give me courage. Help me to stand. In a world that is eroding with compromise on every hand. In a world that is giving up in every area and in every place. Refusing to take a stand for what is right. In a nation that has gone away and has turned their back on the founding principles of our nation. And no longer want to be associated with those principles and those tenets. Let there rise up among this nation people here and there. Here in Webster, in Houston, in League City, in Dallas, in Fort Worth. In Birmingham, in Florida, in New York City, let there be people who rise up with iron in their blood. People who will take a stand. People who will not turn from the way of righteousness. They will not turn from the way of uprightness. People who have iron in their blood. I pray, God, that you will bless this church. Bless our future. Lord, let it be a future with great increase and with revival like we've never known before. And I pray tonight that something fresh will be ignited in hearts here. Young couples that have been on the verge of compromising principles in their life. Young couples who have been on the verge of of letting some things slip out of their life that are so important. I pray that something will get hold of them tonight. A determination, a hunger, a desire to want to preserve the heritage that you have given to us and to preserve the blessings of the Lord not only in their life but for their future's sake. I pray for young people, Lord, who have made up their mind that have made up their mind, I'm going to serve the Lord. No matter what anybody else does, I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to stand for what is right. Give us young people with iron in their blood. Give us elders, Lord, who have come too far to go back now. Hallelujah. I've come too far to go back now. Encourage them in their journey, Lord. Strengthen them to stand. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody say it with me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.